Get ready to move from ordinary to extraordinary, natural to supernatural, with Radical Change Ministries. Come Holy Spirit, touch us this morning. Your presence is here this morning. Jesus, you are here. The Father is in the house. The Trinity are here. All three of them. What more do we need? What more do we want? Thank you, Jesus. The Son of the living God. The Son of the living God. who were raised by God's Spirit. And that same Spirit is in me and you. That same Spirit is here. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. And everybody says, Hallelujah. You may take your seats. Say Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Father. That is an awesome song. All my life you have been faithful. All my life you have been good to me. God stays in His tracks. He stays in His path. What do we do? We go off the path sometimes. And we go off the tracks sometimes. But God is so stable, nothing can move Him. Not the earthquakes of this world. Not the falling stars in the sky, in the universe. Nothing moves God. Amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now I can say welcome. <laughs> now I can say welcome. Welcome to our online viewers. Thank you for tuning in. And most welcome to you people sitting here. Yeah. When there's a hunger, 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 God feeds us. He feeds us. He gives us living water. Like I gave you all this water bottles this morning. I want you to use the water, fill it up, drink it. Remember, I sound, it sounds like communion. Remember me. No, remember. That the water represents the Holy Spirit cleansing rivers of running water flowing through our bodies continuously. We have to get water in our bodies made up of 75% of water. The world, earth, consists of 75% of 70% of water. Hello? 
<laughs> no, I, I must not go to Genesis 1. Hallelujah. 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 Um, again, after the service, you are welcome to get something to eat at the back. There is a little surprise for you. For our, for our online viewers, I'm sorry. You have to go and get your own cupcakes or your own cake for Valentine's Day. You know, when I, when I say Valentine's Day, we don't, we don't celebrate the person or the saint or whatever. We celebrate love. Okay. We celebrate love. Because without love, we are like clinging symbols. Clang, 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 clang. Who listened to me on Thursday night in the prayer session? Don't worry. Without love, Paul says, we are nothing. We make noise, but we are nothing. I can prophesy. I can have all the gifts. I can be an apostle. But if I don't have love, it means zults. It means zero. It means nothing. Nada. Right? Thank you, Jesus. You just drop the, the, the music a little bit, please. Talent, thanks, man. Amen? Okay. Right. Let's, so get, let's, let's get back. You know, I'm a, I'm a blue person, so I have to get back to my sermon, to my series. And we are talking about a very exciting subject, which is, I can't hear you, money, say money, money, money. right, last week I said there's a few points I want to give you, we have to number one, understand money, we have to understand trade, amen, so this morning I want to go on, we have to make it, we have to make money. Not physically in a press with paper. That's illegal. <laughs> right? We have to make money. We must make money. Money is not given to us freely. We have to work or earn for money. We have to provide a service for money. Amen? Let me prove it to you in Deuteronomy 8. From verse 17 to 18 in the NIV translation, you may say to yourself, My power and the strength of my hands have produced this wealth for me. Verse 18, but remember the Lord your God. So don't become, let's go back to verse 17 again, uh, summary. You may, you may say to yourself, so here's a is an arrogance to this. Be careful that we don't become arrogant about our finances or about our money or about our wealth or what we have, right? You may say to yourself, my power and the strength of my hands have produced this wealth for me. This is mine, me, myself, I did this. Verse 18, the law says, but remember the Lord your God. What can we add to that? We sang it, but because it's faithful. He's our provider. For it is He who gives you the ability. Say ability. 
Say ability. Say I have the ability to produce wealth. I have the ability. God has created us with the ability to produce wealth. Who wants to be poor? Lift up your hands. Who wants, who wants always to be in lack and have nothing? No. Right. So logic is speaking. But it's biblical. It's a principle of God. And so confirms His covenant, which He swore to your ancestors as it is today. Amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's go to Luke 5. Again, the NIV. He got into one of the boats, Jesus, the one belonging to Simon. And he asked him to put out a little from the shore, just to put the boat out from the shore. Then he sat down and taught the people from the boat. Now, can you picture this? Jesus sitting in the boat, talking to the people on the shore. Verse 4, when he had finished speaking, he, had, he said to Simon, Simon Peter, but put out into deep water, not shallow water, deep water. Why deep water? Why deep water? There's more fish there. More water. More fish. Meaning more provision. More food. No, I'm just going to put, Jesus says I must put it out there, but I'm just going to put it quickly here. I'm, I, I don't want to go out there and row all the way or put up the sails. I just want to do it. I want quick money. I just want to, I just want to, Pop it in here in the shallow water where there might be two or three or four or five fish with one shark perhaps or, or one seal. Jesus knew the principle of provision. Deep. Say deep. 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 Hallelujah. Put out into deep water and let down the nets for a catch. Simon answered, Master, we've worked hard all night, whiny, 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 here we go, and haven't caught anything. But because you say so, but because the anointed one says so, but because Jesus says so. But because the one with authority says so. It drops. Even Simon Peter saw who Jesus was. Master, we have worked all night, but because you say so, I will let down the nets in the deep. Verse 6, when they had done so, 
They caught so much, such a large number of fish that their nets began to break. Verse 7, so they signaled their partners in the other boats to come and help them. And they came in full boats, so full that they began to sink. Because you say so. I want to tell you this morning that God is on your side. <laughs> okay. God is on your side. God is on your side. He's not in a distance far land or a distance far galaxy somewhere along. He is with us, in us, with us always. He's on our side. No, I'm alone. I'm alone in this. I'll go through this alone. No, I'm alone. That's the devil speaking, lying to you and me. Amen? God is on your side. Partnership with God to show you the way to make money. Partnership with Him. He will show you. Sign this contract. Go and see that person. Don't go there. There's corruption. There's bribery. Go here. No, Lord, there's less money. <laughs> go here. Because that would be an open door to the riches. We, we fall in that, we as human beings fall in that, in that trap of looking with our physical eyes. I can tell you a testimony of my own business, my own computer business, my own IT business. In 20, last year, in 2020, the company who I contract for, I'm, I'm contracting for a company, they were twisting my arm and twisting my arm to reduce my costs of my contract with about 30,000 rand, three zero, 30,000 rand a month. Because they were busy getting other tenders, other contracts, you know, blah, blah, blah. So they came to me as a courtesy and told me, I have to, if I want to stay working here or contract for them, I must reduce, or am I willing to reduce my price with 30,000 rand? What comes in immediately? Fear. Fear wants to come and visit you. How will I provide for my family? How will I pay this and how will I pay my, my bills or whatever? How, how will I survive? Right. Me and Pastor Renato, we prayed over it. And I just felt in my heart, fear you go. Because God did not give me a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. I have power over this contract. So I said to them, I will sign the new contract in September with a reduced pricing. Right, September came last year. The new pricing got active, activated. Before September, God, through the Holy Spirit, through friends and family, opened a door to, so that I can phone someone to come and work for me. Because God said to me and said to us, 
in a prophetic word that I'm going to move away from that physical work. I'm going to start working from home. I said to God, but how, I, I don't understand this. How is this going to happen? How is this going to work? I have to work. You know, I, I've got some good work ethic. Okay, you too. You can lift your bare hands. We all have good work ethic. I was a hard worker. I said to God, but I have to be here. I have to stay here. So I phoned and I had to put my faith into action. Say action. I had to put my faith into action. So I phoned, I interviewed this person. I employed him in August. I employed him at this contract place and I moved out home, working from home. And this person that I employed is getting a 15% raise from his previous work. So I gave him a 50% more, 15% more than he earned at his previous work. But in my back of my mind, end of September, I'm going to get 30,000 rand less for this contract. Mm. September came. That money came in. Reduced money. I paid my new employee. I paid myself the rest. Way less. Way less. God still provided. He still provided. I started working from home, doing other, other work and IT stuff. And it went on and went on. So October, November, December. December, we even get less money out because we have to put leave in. So the contract, because this company closes down or closes, uh, closes for, for December. They close for December for the holidays. So we even get less money out because we have to put unpaid leave in because we only charge him for a service rendered. I work, you pay. I don't work, I don't get paid. South Africa, government, no work, no pay. Principle. Anyway, everything was good. In December, I got a call from this company, from the, from the, from the financial manager, Telling me, Yaku, I'm going to pay some money into your account. Don't get a fright. Huh? What money? What's this for? There is a bonus for you, for your company. Now, in my contract with this company, there is no bonus agreement. I should not get a bonus, or the company should not get a bonus. 57,000 Rand bonus was paid in December. That is only God. That is only God. That is only prayer. That is only declarations. That is only God sitting with you and being with you in your business and whatever you do. Doesn't matter where you work, God is with us. If you work in the government, if you, doesn't matter, I've also worked in the government. Doesn't matter what we do. If we are faithful with the little, we always say this, we sound like a gramophone. If you are faithful with the little, God will entrust you with more. 
If I assemble this computer with the best of my ability and I load the software to the best of my ability and even better for my client, God will entrust me with more. Amen? So you got it. Make it, number two. Number three, so we have, understand money? We have make it, make money. Number three, expect money. Wow. Pastor, how can you say expect money? What is another word for expect? Faith. Faith in God. Faith in the Lord. Lord, I know you will su supply. I'm going through a tough patch now. I'm going through this. I have to make these financial decisions. But I know you will supply. Expect it. Have faith in it. It's a matter of faith. What does um, Solomon say in Proverbs 13, verse 4? A sluggard's appetite is never filled, but the desires of the diligent are fully satisfied. Are fully satisfied. Say, I'm diligent. Say, I'm diligent. Say, I have discipline. I have discipline. Don't be lazy. We must put an effort in to perform, right? We must put an effort in to perform. So money is like the certificate of performance. Who's in Bible college? One. Who were in Bible college? Shola, all those people here, there. You study. I study, at the end of the day, you get a certificate of performance. Not a certificate, oh, I've now arrived. I'm now doctor. Or now I have arrived, I have my PhD in MHC, in KLWP, in WKRP in Cincinnati. Okay, I gave away my age. Some of you don't see the program. It's a very old program in the 70s, 80s. It's a certificate. Money is a certificate of performance. What you put in, you'll get out. Amen? Right, number four. Manage it. Understand money? Make it. Expect it. Manage it. Manage money. Budget. What is budget? Mm, budget is like a railway line. It guides you. We need to prioritize. It's like a train. There's tracks. The train can only go where the tracks are. If you have a budget, that is your guide. Don't do like the Americans. Sorry, Americans, if you are. Is anyone listening there? Those banks or financial institutions hand out credit cards like food, like McDonald's. You apply, you get a card. You apply, you get a card. You apply, you get a card. Don't do that. Don't live on credit. Please. Like I said last week, don't get a loan to pay off debt. Uh-uh-uh. Wrong. What did Ernest Hemingway say? Ernest Hemingway had a book where two people conversed and Bull and Mike, Bull and Mike, 
So Bill asks, or he asks, how did you get bankrupt? Mike says two ways. First gradually, then suddenly. Right? Gradually. Manage your money. If it's little, manage it. Because it's going to get big. It's going to get massive. If you can't manage it here where it's little, how would you manage 10 million, 20 million, 1 billion? Amen? What does budget also means? You can make a mental note of this. Budget means don't budge. <laughs> budget. Don't budge. Don't budge or try not to budge. I know stuff happens. There's emergencies. We have to put the wheels on. The battery of the vehicle needs to be replaced. But there should be a budget for that as well. Right? No, we just carry on. We just go on month to month. La-di-da, 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 and see how it goes. We just see how it goes. The Lord will provide for me there. The Lord is there always. Yes. Be careful not to over-spiritualize your finances. No, I will eat bread today. I'm not going to do anything. I will sit here. The Lord will provide for me tomorrow. I'll just sit on my couch. I'll watch TV, drink a beer. And um, I, I have faith. I have faith. The Lord will supply. <laughs> Is that wise? No, it's not wise. Back to Deuteronomy. I give you the ability to make money, to produce wealth. The ability. Are you doing your ability when you're sitting on your couch? Waiting. Right. Hallelujah. So on budget, or on managed money, on managed money you have to budget, you have to save some money. Say save money. Say I have to save some money. Let's see what Solomon says in Ecclesiastes. Well, mind you, the scholars say they're not sure if Solomon wrote Ecclesiastes. Anyway, Ecclesiastes verse 7, 12. Wisdom is a shelter, as money is a shelter. But the advantage of knowledge is this. Wisdom preserves those who have it. Wisdom preserves if you have the money. It will preserve the money. 14. When times are good, be happy. But when times are bad, consider this. God has made the one as well as the other. Good times and bad times. Therefore, no one can discover anything about their future. Why am I reading this? The story of Joseph. The story of Joseph in Genesis is where God gave Joseph two dreams, pointing to the future, pointing to famine in Egypt. Right? For seven years. God said to him in the dream, there's going to be a famine. There's going to be, there's going to be trouble. Right? God is all-knowing. He's full of wisdom. He warns us. 
Who of you have received a warning from the Lord in a dream sometimes? Who of you have received um, a prophetic word or a vision in a dream from the Lord? Oh, so the Lord protects, wants to protect you and He shows you your future. It's all the Lord. Amen? No, the devil is bringing this on me. It's a devil. It's a devil. He's doing this to me. Yeah, but the Lord told you three months ago, save some money up because something is, is going to be hard. Right? Story of Joseph. That's why we need to store up. And he had, they had to store up for seven years because there's a famine coming. For seven years they had to store up. And in Egypt, there is actual granaries, grain silos, but they're in the earth, they're in the ground, they're not upright, where they store up the grain. I saw a picture of this. There's granaries, there's silos, they're obviously in the ground, not upright. They stored up. So keep some money on the side, store some money up. And don't spend it. <laughs> right? You know, God expected the Israelites to store up and manage that grain. That's why He gave the dream to, to Joseph. Right, number five on money. Understand money, make it, expect it, manage it, multiply it. Multiply it. Money is like seed. It has the inherent characteristic to multiply. It's inherent. It's inside a seed. When you plant an apple seed or a peach seed, one tree comes up with a lot of seed. Fruit. So the inherent characteristic of money is the same. It wants to multiply. Deuteronomy. And we have to learn what is the difference between an asset and a liability. Buy assets. Don't buy liabilities. Don't buy debt. Assets puts money into your life, but liability takes money out of your life. Right? No, I'll get a loan to, to, to buy this car. I can't really afford it. But hopefully, hopefully I'll get a raise I don't know. Let's go for it. Let's see how it goes. You know? Happy-go-lucky men. We've all been there. Me too. I've got this credit card. You know, it should be able to manage it. Let's do this. And then you find yourself in dire straits in a month or two or three or six months to come. You pay it, but... You, you're eating pap and face, <laughs> eating pap and meat, <laughs> right? So be wise with your money. That's why, that's why we, yeah, what to say? The thing that people struggle of the most, the most of their struggles is finances, health, relationship. Don't let the enemy come in and steal your finances. 
Don't let the enemy bring you an apple to eat. Ooh, eat this apple, it's juicy. You'll see, you will prosper. No, shut up, snake. I'm not going to listen to you. I rely on God the Father. I listen to His wisdom in the Word of God. I use my own wisdom that you give me and knowledge to apply knowledge to my finances. Hallelujah. Say hallelujah. In conclusion, the last point, number six. So, understand money, make it, expect it, manage it, multiply it, and give it. Give it. Proverbs 11 verse 25. A generous person will prosper. A generous person will prosper. Does it say there, um, okay, this is the NIV. Does it say there, a Christian will prosper? Or a believer in Jesus does, will prosper only? It says a generous person. A generous person um, is Elon Musk a generous person what do you think is Bill Gates a generous person yes is Oprah Winfrey a generous person is the past Desmond Tutu a generous person or was he a generous person yes that's why the Americans prosper like that yes there is poverty also yes there's unemployment but it's very low our unemployment I don't even want to mention it but because they are a generous nation in general they are a generous nation general generous general generous general generous say that fast come on say it fast generous generation generous generation <laughs> I say they are generous people. When we went over to America to visit and to, to travel, they said to us, you don't buy anything. We will buy everything. We said to them, no man, we will put gas in the vehicle because we traveled through, through four or five states, traveled for two days. They said, no, you don't give anything. We will, we will pay for the stuff. Generosity runs through them it runs through their veins why why because it comes from the top okay the latest presidents and blah 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 but i'm talking about their four they they their forefathers their presidents lincoln and who else yes <laughs> generous people looking after the people amen so give it a generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. Amen? They say people who, are, uh, people who give are actually healthier people than that don't give. And we all know the principle. When you give, your hands are open to receive. Right? Not receive from that person. Okay, I'm going to give this to you, but show you, show you money. 
Next week, I want some money here. Because I'll help you there. No. No. The heart. The heart. What is your heart like? What is your attitude like? When you give money or you give someone when you are generous, what is your heart? To bless? Amen? Hallelujah. Say hallelujah. Martin Luther said this in conclusion. There are three conversions necessary. When people are converted to Christianity, there are three conversions necessary. The conversion of the heart, the conversion of the mind, and the conversion of the wallet, the purse. Say this after me. The conversion of the heart, conversion of the mind, and the conversion of the wallet. Those three conversions. And of these three, it may be well said that the last one that gets converted is the wallet one. It's the last one that gets converted. You know, we, had a, we have a, another testimony um, Five years ago, we're still living in our, in our old home. We just started the church, and a guy phoned us and says, um, I can't remember the, the conversation, but he wants to come and see us. Um, him and his wife are having trouble in the relationship, blah, blah, blah. They came, and we spoke to them. We spoke, we counseled them, and we spoke to them. And uh, we, we said to him, but come to church. No, he says, no, the church only wants my money. <laughs> I said to him, I don't want to call his name out. Don't worry, he's not here. He might be listening, <laughs> but he also laughs. I said to him, where's your wallet? He says, here it is. I said, give it here. You leave your wallet here. I think it was a Friday night. Or was, I said, you leave your wallet here. You don't have to bring it with on Sunday. You come without your wallet. You come without your money. Oh, okay. They came to church. Okay, I gave him his wallet back. But he got the principle. We don't want your money. We want your heart. God is after our hearts. He's after, he's after our lives. He's after the relationship that, you, that he wants with you and me. That's what he's after. Money pays for buildings and electricity and, and food and gas and all, the, all sorts. But God is after our hearts. Amen? Charles Spurgeon said this, with some Christians, the last part of their nature that ever gets sanctified is their pockets is their money. And it's true, unfortunately. But we can change that. I mean, we can become gen generous. I mean, and it doesn't have to be big stuff, small stuff. Stuff that matters to that person. I'm going to use the toy as an example, another testimony. It was his birthday 
When? Last year. Oh, this year. November. That's right. So this year, me and Pastor Renato said, yes, we didn't give him something or get him something. So we went to the mall, went into the outdoorsman shop, and I said to Renato, I know Toy, he wants something practical. So let's buy him a shirt that he can wear. I'm not going to buy him an ornament. Right? <laughs> so, but before I bought it, I phoned him. I said, Toy, what would you like for your birthday or as a present? Uh, I have some shirts here. There's three shirts, a blue, we know, what's his size? He says, he says, no offense, but don't buy me a shirt. I have enough shirts. Um, rather get me something that I can use. I said, what? Anything, tell me, because I'm like that. I'm practical. So if you want to buy me something, don't buy me something that I can consume, because then it goes in here and out there. <laughs> right? Anyway, so he says, I would like to get a UPS, a battery backup system or uninterrupted power supply for my TVs and Wi-Fi in the house. I said to him, great, I can do that because I'm in that business. So I bought him three. I said, there you go. And he was chuffed. He nearly cried. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. But you know what I mean? The small stuff matters. That's why people are sometimes afraid to ask, what can I buy you? What can I buy for your present or a gift or whatever? Because sometimes there's a need. No, I will buy him lint chocolate. I know he loves chocolate, but he's going to go in here and, you know. Right? So are you getting my message, people? Did you get something? Manage your money, make your money, believe it, expect it. Don't let money rule you, you rule money. Let money work for you. Don't give your money to a Judas. <laughs> right? Investigate who you give your money to. There's a lot of scams out there. The biggest, yeah, that's right. The biggest scams in the world is for money. Not for relationship, not for your vehicle, not for your house, for your money. The enemy wants to come and steal your money. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Giving is part of God's plan for us all. To give. And I must say, I'm going to belong. I wasn't really brought up to be a giver or a taker for that matter. But my parents didn't really taught us or showed us, not taught us, showed us giving. They didn't take from people either. But we can change it with our generations and generations to come, to be generous, to give. Like the kids at school. If you see your friend at school doesn't have a pencil, give him a pencil. Or a ruler or an eraser or whatever. Generosity goes much further. Amen? Hallelujah. Hey, I'm talking to myself here. Don't worry. I'm talking to myself. <laughs> we all can learn from the Word of God. But what do we need to do? We have to go and sit down with the Word of God. 
put on the spectacles and read the word of God. You know? Let's see. We're we going to read in conclusion. Oh! But remember the Lord your God, for it is He who gives you the ability to produce wealth and so confirms His covenant with you, which He swore to your ancestors as it is today. Wow, Lord, this is awesome. I can produce wealth. Okay, let me educate myself and start doing this. Now I'm going to sit on my couch and do nothing. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Say thank you, Lord. Say thank you, Lord. Father, we want to thank you for this morning. Thank you that you instill in us the principle of finances, of money. Thank you, Father, through your word, you teach us the wisdom to manage money, to expect money, to make money, to give money, to give what we have, to become gen generous people. Holy Spirit, help us in that regard. Above all, to become generous people. Generous people. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus, for your word. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for your insight and your revelation and your fire and your living water running through us. And everybody says, Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thanks for tuning into Radical Change Ministries. Subscribe for more.